Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Straight Up No BS, the podcast where we talk about all things life, marriagehood, adulthood, parenthood, and pretty much whatever my heart desires. Just rest assured that whatever topic we talk about, it's always straight up no BS. We don't sugarcoat over here. So if you guys don't know, we are now registered on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So if you like this podcast, make sure you leave us um, five-star review, like, comment, and just make sure that other people are able to, you know, come and join the No BS crew. So today's topic, we will be talking about betting on yourself, right? Um, and in this topic, we are also going to talk about imposter syndrome because I know that's one thing that has been going around the internet and it's been getting a lot of notoriety, um, within the, the last year or so. So according to Very Well Mind, imposter syndrome is believing that you are not as competent as you think you are. Um, to put it in simple terms, you believe that you are a fraud and undeserving of your success. And my hopes during these podcasts is to encourage you to step outside of your comfort zone, to try something new. Um, And I hope that whenever I'm telling you guys a story just about my experience and my experiences and what has gone on in my life and how God has, you know, shown himself time and time again in my life that you don't see it as bragging, but you see it as a humble heart just to encourage you that, You can do whatever it is that you put your mind to, as cliche as it sounds. So this story time is about how I went from having no job to a very high, a high position, which I didn't necessarily have the credentials for. So here it is. I graduated with my master's degree maybe a year and a half ago. Um, the experience that, the only experience that I had in social work, well, let me go back. I gra- yeah, I graduated with my master's degree in social work, um, a year and a half ago. So the only experience I had in social work or social related fields was maybe a year of internships. And I had just started a job as a case manager, which was pretty much my opportunity to get my foot in the door Um, which was going to be a stepping stone for me to kind of grow and develop in my social work career because everyone knows that social work is or case management is a, a, a big part of social work. So I was at this job for maybe about three months as a caseworker when my coworker came up to me and she said, did you look on our company's website? Because in another program, they are hiring for a program director and they're looking for someone specifically with a MSW. So I just want to side note here and say that sometimes God will use other people to push you out of your comfort zone. Um, Sometimes when God is sending you messages and you don't reply, he will use other people to get the message through to you. God will send other people to elevate you to something that you didn't even know. And I remember having a conversation with my mom and I was just saying, you know, that sometimes the things that we are looking at is nothing in in comparison to the scope that God is looking in for us. So 
my coworker, she comes into my office and she's telling me about this position. And I just kind of ignored her because I had only been with this company now for three months. I'm trying to get the experience that I need to be in that position. Cause right now at this current moment with me only having three months, I did not feel that I was qualified for this position. Let me tell you something. If you're out there, you're listening to this podcast. The one thing that I do want you to take away from this podcast, and you're going to hear me say this time and time again, bet on yourself. Bet on yourself. Apply for the job, even if you don't feel like you're qualified. I know that I have been the type of person who would go on companies' websites and I would go to apply And if I didn't meet all of the qualifications that they were asking for, for that particular job, I would not apply. So if they had 30 qualifications and I only met 27, I'd be like, oh no, that's not for me because I need to meet every single thing before I apply for that job. So just hold on to that, right? We're going to go back to the story. So with me only being at this job for about three months, I always thought that I was the type of person that had to be loyal to a job. I mean, wouldn't it be tacky to apply for another position within this company with so little time invested into it? For some odd reason, and I know that this was only God, over the next three months, that position had not been filled. And it seemed like every single day my coworker would come in and say, hey, have you applied for the position? It's still available. I think they're waiting on you. I think you should apply. And every time I would say, nope, I'm happy where I am. I am content where I am. So eventually, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I had to pray about it. I'm like, God, is this you trying to tell me that this is a position for me? So... I thought to myself, on a Monday, I'm going to go in. I'm going to put the application in. It doesn't matter to me at this point in my life because I'm very content where I am. I love what I I do on a day-to-day basis. And I've already been blessed to be a caseworker. You know, I'm just getting here. So if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, there's no sweat off my back. So on a Monday, I mail in my application because for this particular company, it wasn't it it works in so many different departments. So it's one large company, but it has so many different departments. The department that I was applying for specifically asked that I mail in my application for this position. So I did that Monday morning, right before I went to work, sent it off. I didn't think anything about it. So I went to lunch. And when I got back from lunch, there was a voicemail for me. And honestly, I ignored the voicemail because being a case manager in the kind of position that we were in, we were always constantly busy. So I didn't get a chance to get to my voicemail right away. By the time I got to my voicemail, there were probably about, no kidding, because we had such a large caseload. I probably had about 60 voicemails um, that I had to go through. So I didn't go through them until about Wednesday. Wednesday, right before I was getting off work, I received an email from the supervisor of the position that I had applied for. And she stated, I've tried to reach out to you, Stephanie. I haven't heard anything, but I wanted to know if you were interested in the position. 
So I gave her a call back on Wednesday. We scheduled the interview for that following Thursday, the Thursday morning right before I had to come in to work. The interview went fairly well. So in the interview, she asked me, she said, you know, you're you're young. Um, and honestly, I, I normally don't. I normally don't interview people with such little experience, but there was something about your resume that I really liked. And she said, well, how do you respond to people saying that you are young in such high positions? And I looked at her and I said, honestly, you know, my age doesn't equate the experience that I've had. Now, mind you, when I am in a position, I have I have flight or fight or flight syndrome. So for me, it's like, if God allows me the opportunities to step foot in this door, I'm going to show you the absolute best version of me. You're going to get the confidence. You're going to get everything that somebody who was walking in that position would bring in, although I don't have any experience. So we leave the interview and she says, you know, I'm very impressed with you. I want you to come back on Friday the following Friday for your second interview. And it's going to be a group interview. So normally people don't really do well in the group interview. So we'll see how that goes. And if you make it through the second interview, you'll have one more interview. And that's with the executive director who is over the entire building. And he will let you know if you have the position. So I go home and I'm just like, Lord, if it's meant for me, this too will come to pass because the one thing that I am for certain about is that God will never let anything pass me by that is not meant for me. So I was very confident in that. Like it's either meant for me or it isn't, but either way I am blessed. Right. So I go into this position and I mean, I go into this interview, um, the group interview and everybody's asking me questions and it's, it's maybe about three of them and it's just me. And Everybody's smiling from ear to ear. So I get the call that evening that, okay, on Monday, we want you to come in for your third and final position. And it's going to be with the executive director. If you can get past him, then you definitely will have the job. So we go in and he also says, you know, when I started in this job, I was not as young as you and I didn't have as much experience as you but I did have a good amount of experience for me to be in the position that I am in so why do you think that you being as young as you are have the the ability to to run a whole program when you've never even supervised a staff And again, whenever I'm in a position and God opens doors for me, I'm going to be as confident as possible. I'm going to always give 110%. So after we get done with the interview, he says, you know what? Congratulations. I want you to be the program director of this specific program. So again, I don't tell you guys this story to brag about what God has done for me. I tell you guys this story to let you know that oftentimes what you are imagining for yourself is nothing in comparison to what God has for you. We will imagine this small thing. It seems big to us, but God is, God is saying bigger. You deserve bigger. I want to bless you with bigger. You're asking for this, but I have more in store for you. You just have to be confident enough to, 
to be brave enough to to be willing to accept the things that I have for you. And of course, I it, it wouldn't be me if I didn't say that I was petrified. Although I walked into all three interviews with such confidence um, about my abilities, I was petrified when I actually heard the news that I had received the job because I was like, Lord, I have never been in a position quite like this. He's absolutely right. I've never directed a staff. I've never had a staff. I've never had anybody that I've been responsible for. I've never ran a program. Never. Here I was with three months of experience as a case manager, barely stepping my foot into the door with social work. I've only done a a year of social service experience, including the intern that I've had for my master's program. How did I become so deserving of this position? But the thing is, when God is really ready to elevate you, it doesn't matter where you see yourself. It doesn't matter how you look at your your credentials. It doesn't matter what little you see. God is saying bigger. You don't have to go through every step. You don't have to go through the difficult times. You don't have to go through those small jobs. Try and apply for that job, even if you don't feel like you're qualified. Because the thing is, sometimes what we see as little, a job may see is as a lot. What we see as lack of experience, a job may see as coachable or teachable. What we see is young and not prepared, a job may see is moldable. And I tell you guys to encourage you to go out and apply for these jobs, even if you're not qualified, because now that I am in a position where I am responsible for hiring people, responsible for adding people on the team, responsible for interviewing people, I can honestly say that the majority of the time, the things that I'm looking for in, in a staff member is somebody who is not as experienced as somebody else because I know that I'm able to mold that person into what I need them to be. I'm able to teach that person what I need them to know. That person is going to come in and be more invested in learning about the job and learning how to be the best at that job than somebody who has had 30 years of experience in that particular position. Because once you get somebody who's already familiar and acquainted with that kind of position, they come in and they already have these certain ideas about how it is that this job is supposed to be. So I say that to encourage you that sometimes a lot of jobs are looking for people who are young, who are teachable, who are moldable, who are ready, willing, and able to be eager to come into a job and to learn about that particular job. Now, the parts of the story that I didn't tell you about this particular organization that I had worked for for three months before being promoted to a program director was that... Prior to this job, I was working at a life coach. I was working as a life coach at a call center. And I had been at that call center for almost three years. So I was promoted um, from that at that call center within the first six months to a life coach. So I went from a sales rep to a life coach. And I absolutely loved everything about that job because I was able to do whatever it is that I wanted to do with that job. 
So we would throw parties. Um, I mean, we would we would do anything to boost the morale of that company. And I was so complacent and so content with that job that I didn't even search for better. But I knew that I, I was capable of so much more. And I think the story inside of this is that sometimes we get comfortable in positions that God has been trying to elevate us from. And we get so comfortable that we're unable and unready to move. And God is like, no, now is your time to move. And you will think that, okay, but I know this job. I know what this job will and will not do. I've spent so much time training in this job. I've, I've been here for a while. I'm not ready to go yet, even though your time is up. So the parts that I don't tell you about the job is, although I had been working as a life coach for that job for two and a half years, God, God told me early that July, he said, Stephanie, you are comfortable in this job and it's time for you to move on. And I heard these words clear as day in my mind. But at this time in my life, I was like, I can, I make my own hours. I come in when I want to, I do whatever I want to. Like this is the ideal job for me because it is flexible. It is everything that I need. And I wasn't concerned about the pay at that job. So God was speaking to me in early July. And in November, no, it was the end of what come October. It was the end of October. I was riding along to my hometown um, to pick up my son because he had spent the night with my mom. And it's always during the silence that I'm able to hear what God is saying uh, in, in long rides, right? When I'm by myself. And he said, your job is going to come to an end. It is time for you to move on. And what's crazy is that I have been preaching this to my fellow life coach the entire time that is our time and our season here has come to an end. And two weeks later, that position came to an end. I walked in the door. My manager called a meeting and she said, Stephanie, and to my fellow life coach, you know, your position has ended effectively immediately. No notice. And then I realized that in that moment that I was disposable to these people. So although I had spent so much time of my life being dedicated to the position that I had, I spent so much energy trying to make this company a better place. And, and we would see the results going up. We would see the morale being boosted. We would see happier staff members coming in. We were still expendable to them. So... When she said that our position had come to an end, I was panicked. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I panicked a little bit. And and then I heard God say, but I told you that your time, it, it was up. I told you that it was coming to an end. I gave you plenty of time to actually step back and, and reevaluate yourself and go out and look for other opportunities. So I panicked a little bit, guys. And... I remember just as soon as I got the notice, I started putting in interview. I mean, I started putting in applications and nobody called me. And the position that I had just received as a life coach for that, I mean, not as a life coach, but as um, a case manager for that three months, I put in an application for them. And now what I don't tell you about this story either is that 
I tried to apply for this position three years prior and I applied for this position at least six times and I never got a call back. But within a week of telling of me finding out that my position had come to an end, they called me back. They called me and told me to come in for an interview. This was only maybe about a week after my position had come to an end. Right. So within that week, I had gotten another job and they told me that they needed me to start as soon as possible. So again, I say this to you because the things that we are envisioning or the things that we are holding on to is, is, is nothing in comparison to what God has for us. Sometimes we have to step out on, on faith and bet on ourselves. Sometimes we have to step out on faith and, and, and do things that we can't comprehend or we can't envision or it seems small to us. But it's so much larger to God and the plan that he has for us. So I ended up at a new job with a new position. And we had to take a pause for the cause because my son woke up. <laughs> and he's joining us on this podcast. So the thing is, sometimes you have to be willing to step out on faith. Sometimes you have to be willing to put all of your chips into this particular game. Believe that God has something greater for you, you know? How many times have you actually just chosen not to apply for a job because you simply didn't meet all of the qualifications that that job asked for? How many times have you stopped working towards your dream because you thought that you weren't capable of bringing that dream to fruition? How many times have you felt defeated because you thought that people were supposed to support you in a manner and whatever product that you're putting out, you don't feel that you're supported or they're not supporting you the way that you feel that you deserve to be supported? How many times have you talked yourself out of applying for a job that you knew you weren't, you you could handle, but didn't feel like you had enough experience or time invested or you weren't old enough or you doubted your ability to to be the best at that job, even if you were given the opportunity to do so. How many times have you doubted your dreams and thought nobody would support you because your ideas weren't good enough? So you didn't have the courage to go through with it. How many times have you stopped a project and started a project because of fear of failure? Fear of, fear of failure is absolutely a real thing. But I've learned that even the most successful people in the world aren't successful just because they landed on it one day. It's because they are consistent and persistent enough to follow through with their dreams. I'm here to tell you that if no one else believes in you the way that you believe in yourself, that's okay. You have to have the faith of a mustard seed. You have to bet on yourself. No one is checking for you the way that you're checking for yourself. No one is going to clap for you louder than you're clapping for yourself. Nobody is rooting for you the way that you're rooting for yourself. You have to believe in yourself. You have to be willing to bet on yourself when the chips are down. You have to be your own motivator, your own cheerleader, your own mentor sometimes. Sometimes it's just going to be you and your dreams 
And you have to understand that God didn't give that vision to everybody. So everybody isn't going to be capable of understanding the vision that God has given to you. Apply for the job, even if you don't feel like you're qualified. Apply for the job, even if you don't feel like you're qualified. Again, I say what seems like little experience to you seems like a lot to somebody else. What seems like lack of experience to you seems teachable and moldable to somebody else. What seems young and ill-prepared is moldable to to somebody else. How you see yourself is nothing in comparison to how to how God sees you. What you see for yourself is nothing in comparison to what God sees for you. Your perception can often be deception of yourself. I'll leave you guys with these thoughts. No one will invite you to the room if they didn't think that you did not deserve a seat at the table. No one will invite you into a room if they didn't feel that you didn't deserve a seat at the table. Sometimes those people around us notice the strengths that we have when we don't have the courage to see them ourselves. The same way that God used my coworker to convince me to apply for this position, to be elevated, God could be using somebody else around you. So make sure you listen, pray about it, be willing to step out on faith, be willing to bet on yourself. Sometimes God will pull, will use other people to pull you out of your comfort zone, to elevate you into a position you didn't think that you deserve to be in. Are you willing to take that leap of faith? It doesn't matter how many no's you have to go through at the end of the day. All it takes is one yes and everything else will fall into place. So even if you get a thousand no's, a thousand and one could be yes. Keep pushing. Keep going. God did not put us on this earth to to work a nine to five. The Bible tells you that we are all created in his image. He made us all unique. God gave us all special gifts. So we we have to be willing to step out on that face and be able to use those gifts. Don't be afraid to use what God has given you, especially in this year of 2020 with everything that's going on with COVID and jobs not being flexible to understand what's going on with your children. You have to be able to, to adapt and grow and be able to use the gifts that God gave you. So you've heard it before. Rejection is God's protection. The truth is God hasn't denied anything that was meant for you. And he won't deny anything that is meant for you. What God has for you is for you and nothing and no one can stop that or take that away from you. The Bible tells you that no weapons formed against you shall prosper. And it doesn't say that those weapons won't be formed against you because it says that apparently those weapons will be formed against you but they will not prosper they will not win at the end of the day it's up to you to bet on yourself at the end of the day it's up to you to clap for yourself to show up for yourself to bet for yourself to make power moves for yourself to be your cheerleader because honestly it don't matter how many people are in your corner and how many people say i'm gonna support you ain't nobody gonna do it for you but you So bet on yourself, sis. Bet on yourself, brother. If I can't encourage you to do anything else, I implore you to at least bet on yourself. 
take that leap of faith. Try it. If you fail, oh well, you can always try again. Success is for people who are consistent and persistent. No matter how many times you fail, no matter how many times you fall, you try again. So if you've had any experiences quite similar to mine, make sure you comment below. Um, make sure that you give us five stars on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify. Let other people know. By giving us reviews, you are adding you are adding more people to the No BS crew. So thank you so much for tuning in. As usual, we'll see you guys in the next podcast.